I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. been a couple of months it was warm when we last uh, spoke going and getting those heat waves in october end of september and now it is the really dark depths of december with the cold but we're back for episode four me and spencer tonight pete's tucked up with flu apparently isn't he hi are you gonna do an oh, oh. We're, we're braving the freezing cold temperatures down at woodside yeah if you hear a bit of echo we normally sit in the press box upstairs but the press box like an ice box right now so i think we're going to be sitting in the bar for the most of it tonight, I think. Anyway, Spencer, it's um, been um, an eventful couple of months, hasn't it? Yeah, you can say that, yeah. We've uh, been on a slight roller coaster of, uh, of results. <laughs> well, we look at it, since we've last recorded, we, we've played 12, we've lost four, we've drawn three, and won five. So it's, a, it's, quite, it's quite, it is a roller coaster, but it's a pretty decent like, thing. And we're still sitting right now in SIP, which isn't bad at all. Yeah, take that all day long, you know. Just said from the start of the season, you know, from where we where we are were in the table and where we continue to be, we'll uh, we'll take that as long as the season season goes on. But you know, apart from those those at the very top who are just running away, especially uh Fleet, if we can mention them already. But um, you know, I think beyond that it's all you know, if you've only got to look at the table, it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's quite it's it's quite tight from us from us downwards for a few. We're not we're talking about running away things and you know one they're doing very well at the top of the table. You got to look at the women's team uh, yeah. sitting pretty in second right now, two games in hand, second round first time ever in the FA Cup, narrowly losing to um, McFranchise up, up in Milton Keynes. <laughs> um, not not franchise a, FC. The franchise FC. Not really um, not really a bad state of affairs for the women's team. Oh. Look, a very positive. You know, possibly going into Christmas at top of the table. Yeah, things going fantastic on that side, and uh, really looking forward to sit down to talk with John and Emily. Well, so we talk to them right now. Let's speak to John first. We always get his thoughts, and you know, eventful couple of months as we said for the women's team, and uh, you know, an FA Cup, a narrow FA Cup exit. But we'll speak to John, see how he uh, how he took that. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. 
John, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been a couple of months and uh, a couple of eventful months, hasn't it, for you, yeah. and, for you and the ladies? I mean, let's just say you, at the moment you're second with two games in hand, mm-hmm. chance to go top. Hopefully over Millwall, because as a Charlton fan, that'd be very good. <laughs> uh, historic first time uh, in the second round. The FA Cup yeah. is so close to getting yeah. to the third. Yeah. Um, how are you? Happy? Happy with how the last couple of months have gone? Yeah. You know, we performed pretty damn well, scored quite a few goals. Um, you know, you always want more from your players, but they've really been sort of performing well, doing what we asked them to do. So, you know, really kicked on as the seasons progressed. The, the players and the performances have got better. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the cup run as well. Yeah. You know, you've got to be so proud. But then as well, yeah. so frustrating the way it ended in the end. Yeah, definitely. The um, well, We had a Qatar amount of injury time, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I watched the game back and um, we were 2-1 up and the opposition was shouting, how long left ref? How long le- left ref? And they said something like eight minutes, but we played a lot more than eight minutes. So, um, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. But, you know, we we played well. The cup run was great. We put in some good, excellent performances. Um, Every one of them seemed to be away. We seemed to be away all the time. Um, And, yes, MK Dons were bright. took us about ten minutes to actually get used to the pace. But then we were as equal to them... um, you know, any probably spectator coming along would have thought it was a, you know, a league game against two teams in the same league. What What do you think it was that the girls didn't get over the line? Just do you think they just let their, just took their eye off the ball for five minutes or so, or like were were because I wasn't at the game, or um, were MK just like like really pushing, pushing, pushing? Just they they, they were pushing, but they were pushing differently. They tried to outplay us in the first half, but they couldn't play through us. And, and we were able to be really quick when we won the ball, got the ball forward to under good control, um, created sort of two or three one-on-ones really early in the game. Uh, in the second half, we weren't under as much pressure as it looked like. They, they ended up going long because they couldn't play through us. So, it, and we dealt with most of that. Um, and then the free kick, the girl hit it. She must have hit it right across the ball and it sort of ducked to the side, went past uh, Lauren. And the other one, you know, it was just uh, a, a good pass, but we were in quite good shape, to be honest. So it was um, a little bit more uh, challenging to take because of that. And uh, some great support down here for the Sutton home game as well. Hey, James. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was uh, us making all the noise. It the, was uh, brilliant. Yeah, sorry, it was sorry that these two hooligans came along with Big Z. But I hope <laughs> it. Uh, we, to, to be honest, it was quite nice to see all the girls looking back. Like, what? Why, yeah. why are they singing yeah. the song? And you got a clap at the end of the game we as did. well. We they came that, over yeah. to see you. If only it had been a, a less inconvenient time for Milton Keynes, we would have been up there, wouldn't we? But none of us. <laughs> yeah. no, I couldn't make it because I was going away, yeah, and you could make it. We'd have brought the drum. Yeah, we'd have brought the drum even. So next year, John. Next year, it was a long, long old trip. It was an amazing achievement. You know, and I guess it just shows how far the club have come mm-hmm. in the past season yeah you know to compete with a team that's two divisions above um and not you know just sit in and try and counter just sit in and try and you know stop the onslaught that wasn't the case you know we were matching them we were as physical as them we were as sharp as them we created opportunities so for us to do that just shows how good the players or how good the players played, but also their mentality. 
because they had to play like that all the way through the game and we haven't had to do that in all the games we've played. Talking about mentality and how well the players have played, I mean, in that Sutton United game, one of the standout performers was Ella Newman, mm -hmm. former Rebel now. Yeah. Uh, as I messaged you on text, you know, I think I think that's probably in a long, quite a while, that's the first time a player's left Worthing to go a couple of steps higher. Yeah. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, so, you know, we, we've said all along that if, if players come here, we want to help work with them. You know, if they perform well for us, if they have the good, great attitude and, and want to develop their game, then there's no problem them moving up, you know, moving sideways or whatever, that, that would be a problem. Mm. But if players are looking to progress up, then we want to make sure that they know this is a good platform for them. As long as they perform well um, and do the business here, other teams should be able to look at them. And then hopefully that acts as a really good sort of... Um, recognition for other players thinking well that might be a good place to go so you don't all you can't always go on that trajectory up no, sometimes course, yeah. you have to drop down to come up again a yeah. little, little bit of a question just how does it work with like you know i've seen i don't know if it's the same in national south but like you've got a seven day approach and everything like that, for all of that. is it the same sort exactly of thing so, so was it after that Sutton united game that they approached Ella? Um, or like, it was, was it, after, they approach it was you after that yeah so they just write to the club secretary yeah. and, and just put, put a seven day notice in and, and and then obviously we talked to the player said it's come in uh, and then we just talk about what you know how they want to take it mm. take it on but um it, you know, she asked my advice and I said, you know, you can't not look at them. They seem to be looking like they're trying to progress. So the only way you'll know if it's good for you is if you have that conversation. Obviously, we wanted her to stay, but I wouldn't be doing what I said I would do by saying, come yeah. to us and we'll help you move on. Yeah. <laughs> holding, holding players back. Yeah, that's, that's it. How many, how many steps above our worth in they're, they're one step. But, so she might come back to haunt us next season if it all goes well. well. <laughs> or us haunt them. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's more likely. But besides that, you must feel so proud that, you know, yeah. your players are now, and obviously that's a testament to you and Kelly, yeah. you know, the way you're training the girls and everything like that, to, to be approached by a club and a step above. Yeah. Um, and she, I think I saw on this weekend on Twitter, she's already been given man of the match or so. Yeah. Player, uh, player of the match, I should say. I've got player to get of out the match player last of the match. week. Yeah, that was but it, also, yeah. um, I think they're playing at Plough Lane this week as well. That would so be an experience. They look like they're investing in the team. Well, this month, I say December, January, yeah. got some important fixtures, trying to catch up some of that, um, those games in hand. Yeah. What are your expectations? Are it going to be a tricky month or um, uh, do, you, do you see yourself coming out of that quite, quite well? Well, I think um, we've got a, a, one more league game and then we've got the, the County Cup against Lewis. So that's oh, the development. play this one rather than uh, say to the men's that they can't play. Yeah. <laughs> you heard all about that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, so... What we've got is it's um, on the 18th, so we've got a 12.30 kickoff. But yeah. obviously, most importantly, next week, we want to get another three points. So yeah. um, Millwall lost against Fulham. Uh, I don't think they're playing this week, but they've still got another game on the 18th. So we'll see. It's down to them yeah. if... If we see if they win, we can't be uh, top at Christmas. Oh, that'd be amazing. I think that would be the best little, uh, yeah, yeah. that'd be the little decoration on the tree you want on Christmas Day, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it'd be lovely. John, thanks for joining us no again. Worries. Good luck for the rest of the, um, and happy new year and happy Christmas to you and the team. And to you. Cheers, John. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Always good to speak to John. Uh, I think he should be proud when we talk things like Ellen Newman, like moving on to uh, AFC Wimbledon, you know, the league above. She said she could come back to haunt us in the future. That's <laughs> how we could go back to haunt them as we'd like to think, because hopefully we could be up in that league next season. I think we've got a really good chance of it. Really good, you know, and just sound, just sounds so encouraging. And, you know, John's always, John's always so positive and 
and open with his with his thoughts as well, which uh, is always appreciated. It is always appreciated because, uh, you know, they take their time out. He comes in a little bit early so he can talk to us. Um, so we do appreciate it. And we'll be, uh, I think uh, I enjoyed when we were in the FA Cup round one against Sutton. Uh, me, you and Big C standing behind the goal making all the noise. I think some of the girls were like, what the hell are they three doing over some, there? It was some real noise. And yeah, to get them to come down come down to our end afterwards and give us yeah. give us a round of applause as well. It's quite special. That's good. Yeah. And, and if it, as I said, if it, would, uh, if it wasn't being up in Milton Keynes, I think we would have been down on the Sunday cheering it for more. But no. If there's more games this season, I'm sure there'll be more opportunities to go to. Let's get a few. Let's get a few yeah, listeners. Get down. down, join we us. Say, we say every say every pod, don't we? Get get down, get down. You're missing out. But also just to make some noise because you know the ladies aren't used to that, and it's quite good to see their reaction. I think yeah, you know, I wouldn't quite say, but I think it drove them on a little bit yeah, as well. You know, what was, what was the score? It, was it seven or eight? And yeah, was it? I, I lost count. I think it was. I can't remember. I think it was eight. Yeah, and I always um, remember Ella Newman. Like obviously her corner. Like she, um, <laughs> we, we said to her, she came for the. She, she earlier on, she had scored a. Uh, well, she'd set up a really good corner, and we said, "Oh, can you go and teach the men's team a few uh, set piece things?" And she laughed, and she'd come back for the second one. She'd go, another good one, Ella, and she goes. Yeah. Or was it? I'll try. Well, the first, the first one was yeah, a perfect cross perfect and a cross and a header and a goal. And the second one, which she actually scored straight from the corner, I think she came over to her, uh, well, where we were standing. As soon as she kicked it, there was uh, an, there was, uh, an was ex- it. I'll try, and then she went. Oh, there was an expletive. There was an expletive yeah. as soon as she kicked it because she thought it. She, she thought it was a poor corner, and it flew straight in. I think she was as confused as we were, but she scored. But, you know, all the best to Ellen. Thanks. Obviously, she joined us on the Red Wheel podcast last season. You know, always good to see a Rebel go further in their career. And maybe we'll see you down these neck of the woods sometime in the future. So, yeah, speaking of players going off on their career and on an upwards trip. Emily Linzer. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Privileged to be joined by Emily Linzer, one of the ladies players here at Worthing. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Ready to go out and get... uh, Bit cold in a minute, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I can see we're sitting here. Yeah, you've only got one. You said, but um, you've been here nearly a year now um, mm-hmm. since you officially come back. And I understand you were in America before that, doing a, a scholarship. Was it a football scholarship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went out straight from college. Um, so when you go out in the states, you sort of study and do football as well. Um, so I was out there, worked out about three and a half years, but it's only four. I, was, um, I graduated in December rather than in May. Um, so yeah, so I played out there. Um, in the south of Georgia, so like on the border of Georgia and Florida, so nice and hot. It's always somewhere warm. Whenever we've spoken to yeah. players before, it's like, where have you been? It's, it's, always, Florida. it's always Florida yeah. or somewhere really warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she went one at time. Yeah, I think Bex, maybe. Oh, Texas. Yeah, it's yeah. always nice somewhere nice Honestly, and warm. They ask then, you, like, what do you want out of this? I'm like, hot weather. Yeah. I want to go to the beach. Then you end up a freezing cold night at Worthing. Yeah, brilliant. Full circle. <laughs> well, it's still by the sea, isn't it? So it's just another type of exactly. sea and everything like that. Um, so you, as I said, been a year. How have you found it? Like, you know, so it's, it, you, you came sort of midway through the change between Michelle and because mm-hmm. John said, were you here before you went on your scholarship a little bit? Were you playing a little um, bit? No, so I was actually with John at um, the Lewis Academy yep. um, whilst I was at college. Um, so that's how I knew John um, previous and yep. Kelly. Um, so I was there and then went out and I knew some of the girls who played here a few years ago. So yep. I'd come in for, like in pre-seasons yep. um, just to get that like, extra fitness, extra sessions, a bit of social time with my mates as well. Um, and Michelle was nice enough to have us along, a yep. few of us. So knew some of the girls through that and the setup and Kelly and everyone. So yeah, that's how I got here. So you enjoying it so far though? Since you've been back, like all that long yeah, time, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's been a, I'd say, especially over the last few weeks, Spence has been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? Second round of the FA Cup, that first uh, yeah. round absolute thrashing of Sutton. Um, yeah. One of the top players leaving for a club above. It's been a bit of a roller coaster at the moment. Hasn't yeah, it? it's, been, it's been a bit mental to be honest. Like none of us really had a lot of expectations coming in. Um, we're quite a new team in the sense of like playing together. 
um, a lot of us knew each other from different clubs, from childhood clubs, senior clubs, everything in between. Um, so we knew we individually had like a really good team, but we never really knew what it was going to look like all together. So I think it was a nice surprise, to be honest. So it sounds like it's really working out for you, not only on a football level, but on a social level as well. Seems like so you, you, you can see it when you see you all together, oh, you know, like after massively. games and training, you know, you're such a good group. Yeah, no, it's honestly such a laugh, like coming in and, you know, there's always someone you can talk to and we like our uh, team socials, shall I call it? Yeah. Team socials are always a bit of a laugh. I do look forward to it, to be honest. And like coming to training, everyone's like good, good vibes and... Yeah, it's fun. So this season, um, obviously, as we said to John, second in the league with two games in hand, chance to go top possibly by Christmas, depending on results. Yeah. A um, couple of the girls we spoke to be in a season, and John, obviously, the target this year was to be in that top spot coming mm-hmm. into the, the season. Is everything going how you expected it to be going, or is it better than what you expected? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I didn't have a lot of expectations coming in just because it was quite a new team. But I think the individual quality, I think we have the potential to come top of the league if not do it by quite a good margin um and i don't think that's any disrespect to the other teams in the league i just think what we have and how we've gelled as a group so quickly and the results we've managed to have without really knowing how each other play yet or like playing styles and things like that i just think it's testament to not just the coaches but players as well so so that's good so you think this team and this group's got a long way to go still yeah weirdly enough like i think even being annoyed that we didn't beat a tier three team, I just think is speaks volumes yeah. above. And we're like so gutted after the game. And then you sort of have to zoom out a bit and be like, we're not supposed to be doing this at, by not even Christmas, competing at that kind of level. So I think there's huge amounts of room. I was going to say, it must have been gutting, but also so frustrating because it was that injury time. Come, come mm-hmm. the 90th minute, you were 2-1 up. Yeah. So... How did the girls take it? Or it must have been really. I mean, what an achievement yeah. to get and play a team two leagues above, and you match them inch by inch. Mm-hmm. But you know, to just not get over that finishing line, like as a player, how did it feel? It sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Just yeah. to see everyone like so disheartened afterwards, and because we were so close, and we knew we deserved it, and I think that was the hardest bit because we knew we should have won that game, and it just came down to I don't know if it was game management whether it's that is the difference between those leagues where they take advantage of those situations or those like small amount of chances that they had they just took them or if they knew they just wanted to draw out injury time so you know tactical fouls or that kind of stuff yeah. you know it just is i think that's the bit that is the difference between the leagues so yeah. it's a hard one to take but yeah. it's, it's, it's a learning curve though isn't it it's exactly. a learning process exactly i think it's i think it'll be good seeing how these so-called bigger teams how they how they manage games yeah but i'm honestly proud of like every single person because you could just tell like they gave absolutely everything and i think the way we handled ourselves during the game half time like we were nothing but respectful and and managed ourselves really well considering how heartbroken we were to be honest so we move on just to talk a little bit about yourself now so you Mm -hmm. obviously went to the usa um to get that football scholarship Mm -hmm. is that sort of your ambition now to like make it in football or is it sort of just a thing you've enjoyed doing it's kind of so what would you do as a career at the moment yeah sure so um yeah so i I graduated uni and i never really wanted to go to university but it was such a good opportunity to sort of play as much football as, as i wanted and get a degree out of it as well so i studied psychology um so that's what my undergrad is in 
Um, I'm undecided if I want to do a master's or anything like that. Um, I currently work for Amex um, okay. in Brighton. Um, great, well, yeah. Talk to her in case she looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. So, no, it's, it's a good company and yeah. obviously big ties to Brighton. So that's yeah. where my heart's at with that, to be honest. But um, yeah, I've not really decided on career. And as far as football, I think I'm just a very competitive person, always wanting to push myself. So yeah, I'm never going to be like complacent with you know sticking to one level. I think. Everyone in this team wants to push themselves and even just to get the club to a higher higher standard yeah. and, and be as competitive as, as we can be, really. Cool. Um, so we always like to say, find out a little bit more about the person. Yeah. So you've got an interesting fact you can yeah. ask and uh, the listeners know. <laughs> an interesting yeah. fact. I'm boring. No, oh, <laughs> no one's boring. We'll start getting into what's your favourite biscuit. We'll start getting to that. Then no, we'll get that. Really about. <laughs> no, that's Jamie Dodgers every day of the week. Um, Jamie Dodgers pop yeah. one. Not, it just is. Oh, so good. Or bourbon, to be fair. Um, what about some things like, is, something must have happened in America or something like that when you're out there, like something interesting. I mean, obviously keep it PG. That's what I mean. Where's the podcast American going? Pie and all that lot. <laughs> have, you met, have you met anyone famous? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I met Megan Fox wow. in a coffee shop. Jealous. Yeah, there's jealous. Uh, she was yeah. filming a... Just Megan Fox yeah. to get her coffee, yeah. <laughs> Did you chat to her, though? Yeah, I got a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So it was fun. There's nothing interesting. No, There's nothing interesting I mean, about Emily. Apparently. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was fun. There was the town I was um, that I studied in was getting used for a lot of films because it's quite like an old southern town. Yeah. So there's a lot of camera crews there, like just filming shots and stuff. And then walked into coffee shop, just loads of us doing our homework, and then <laughs> Megan Fox was talking with. Yeah, we got there in the end. Um, what football team do you support? Brighton. That's what the links to Brighton, yeah. Brighton massive, massive. So we can't really talk because okay. our Charlton and Brighton are playing next week and you're probably going to absolutely oh, smash absolutely. us. So, yeah. Absolutely. Or we can take advice because it's just after the World Cup, Spence. Emily, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thank you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks, Emily, for joining us on the Rebel Yell Podcast. Really good. I really like hearing when we get to see the players and everything like that um, on the podcast. I really think, like as John said, like by Christmas, they could be sitting top. And obviously, any time when you're on top of Millwall, it's much better because as a Charlton fan, I mean, I bet it's not said that when Adam Hinchwood's in the room, as we know, he's a, he's a Millwall fan. But apart from that, I think it's always one of those that if we could be sitting Christmas top of the league, I think you've got to look forward and think, well, it's not too far down the line. They could be lifting that title. But it's also so encouraging to hear, you know, how much the, the players are enjoying their football and being part of the team and part part of the club. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think as we've, we've said over these interviews, it's been um, quite interesting where you've seen that they've come from, some have come from paid positions in football to then take in, well, so, you know, Worthing aren't paid, but they obviously mm. want to come and play for us because of John, because of Kelly yeah, and, and the facilities. It's like John said as well, it's, it's, it's players getting players to recognise that sometimes you have to take a step backwards to take two steps forwards. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a great mindset. No, it's a great mindset. And well done to the ladies. We look forward to catch up with John next month. Um, on to the men's team now. As we said at the beginning, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of uh, results. A um, couple of those that stand out though. I mean, Spencer, <laughs> I wonder what one you're going to say. Well, <laughs> well, uh, I'm th- we're sitting here after... We'll just call it the Tuesday night game. I don't think I want to. Tuesday um, terrorised. Terrorised on the Tuesday um, night. You know, go back go back a couple of days before. What an absolutely amazing game performance and, and day out at, at Haven and Waterlooville. Absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it could, it, to, be, to be honest, it, you know, 5-1 win, but it, 
on another day, I think it could have been five one to heaven. It was one of those games, but um, you know, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. I think it did, and uh, you know, just just showed what can happen when teams come out and want to attack and I mean have a go. At us. I was I was abroad uh, with works, you know, and like I, I was tuned in. I couldn't believe it. It was like goal after goal. But from what some of the away boys are saying, some of the long term fans said it's probably one of the best ever away days they've had yeah. as a Worthing fan. And just looking at the pictures, I like, you made me feel very envious. Yeah, about it wasn't. Being there. It wasn't. It was just, yeah, say was it just the performance? You know, the numbers we turned up in absolute absolute numbers and took over, especially the first half at what we'll call the. Uh, the, the drinking end um, yeah. we absolutely took over the end and yeah fan, fantastic atmosphere boys didn't stop from start to finish and one one away day that I've really liked this season was the one we went to um, at Dulwich uh, it was just one of those real how the hell have we got away for a win there but that's sometimes the best games and you feel the most relieved when those games are over but like I, Dulwich must have felt <laughs> stolen from there obviously we had the red card incident which we're not going to go into but you know it was a very it was it was interesting to go down to there for the first time in the National South and a very interesting night. Pete was like a, a fly-on doo-doo because he had a, a free beers, free, free sandwiches. Free, and he was like, yeah, beer. I mean, I was having it as well because free of beer and where the commentary booth was. But um, he didn't get any for you, did he? He, like, he had a can out there to take on the journey. I didn't get one for you, but that was... Yeah, that was it wasn't like, exactly the classiest free beer and buffet, was it, with a, with a can of Stella? But, it was um, smoked salmon sandwiches, though, so that's very posh, wasn't it? I mean, what do you expect in that lovely part of London? You know, <laughs> um, another sort of one that I think we've had a couple of home wins. Really, it's as Pete used to say on the commentary. It was like a Tuesday night. It's like we win always win under the lights until this week. I think he said it one time too many because obviously we don't talk about Tuesday night terror. But um, I think we had the Tunbridge game at home. Yeah, that was a very hard fought win. We had the Oxford one nil win, which how Oxford, you know, Oxford, didn't get Oxford, ha- Oxford were an extremely good team. And again, on, a, on, a, on another day, they would have gone away. But was that the one they, they hit the post or crossbar four times? Three, four times. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, they must've felt, and I just saw the dejection on the player's face at the end of the game. They were like, Oh, we're not got any. Yeah, but I think I think we only had the one chance. Yeah, and it's, but, it's, it's, it's it's that's what football's like sometimes. But you know, we've um, I think obviously we will have to touch on the absolute game. I think it was from that high of the Saturday. But uh, we were saying, I don't think anyone was upset. I think it was just we were quite shocked. I think we were, some some days you just come up. What a good team! They some were. days you just come up against a much better team, and they're much better on that day. And you just have to take it for what it is. You know, they were an absolutely outstanding outfit and, yeah. you know, it, it showed their, 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 their movement, their pace, you know, just, just, just their general pattern of play. You know, you can see, you know, with the, the professionalism they've got, you know, you could, see, you could see that all round. Yeah, it was just, it was, we said it was like, you know, a League 1 or League 2 team playing a Premier League team and just getting... Well, I, I, I think if they played like that on a, on a you know, a League Two team on a League Two night, I think they still still would have won. Yeah, I think they're a very good team, and uh, I think we'd be very surprised when they get promoted. But this isn't the absolute podcast; it's the Rugby World podcast. We are talking <laughs> about Worthing. Um, well, just before we move on to speak to Adam Hinchelwood, I think one we got to talk about is the FA Trophy we're into the next round. So, as we've ever been, apparently we beat Weymouth four uh, two. Who have we got again? Maidstone. Maidstone away. So that would be a tough test. Uh, I think that'll be another level above, which we got. We, we can set the bar to see how how we perform against a team like Maystone. And Maystone's a place you used to go a couple of times when you were living down that part of the world, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I've worked in Maystone for, for a few years. So I knew, knew Maystone fans through work. But um, it's a really good setup at Maystone. Uh, they've got good support. Which, you know, have, 
Unfortunately, there's train strike, and it's the Saturday before Christmas. This gonna be a nightmare. Hopefully, to get we to. can get a few down there. I think there'll and, um, be a few car share. It'll be, it'll be it'll be a good it'll be good atmosphere. Yeah. If it been a cup game. If you got a driving license, get your car, <laughs> drive some people down there. Some people are going to drive. It's but, that or the or the buses. Yeah, I think Jerry told me it's about five hours it's worth. Five of buses. hours on three buses, and uh, I think I don't think you'd be on the beers too much. I can imagine for the journey home. on the way home. You'd have to keep on driver. Please stop. <laughs> Please gotta get out. Um, Right, I think we do a cup run and we do a chat with Adam Hinchworth. Let's join Adam now who sat down with us uh, on a cold night after training to give us his thoughts the last couple of months. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Adam, it's been a couple of months. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you feeling? No, all good, all good. Um, obviously, some real highs, some real lows. Um, but in the main, I think there's been, generally the performance level has been, been quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, not always got the rewards for it. Um, and at times we've gone over and above the expectations and, you know, better than the performances deserved. But you know, in the main, I think um, the performances have been generally good over the month. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we said it earlier, didn't we, Spencer? We feel, I think, a fair assessment of the last couple of months is probably a roller coaster. Four losses, play 12, four losses, three draws, five wins. It's not bad all in all when you look at it, but obviously we, we look at the like, losses more than we do the wins. And sitting sixth in the National League South, we said this time last year you would have taken out a pinch. And I we spoke to you last month, you said there are those frustrations you think you could have been higher or done better. Are they still chipping away a little bit? Yeah, right. No, yeah, definitely. I think um, you know the game that's mo- most recent in memory, probably um, Chelmsford at home. I don't think we deserved to lose the game and we lost it 3-1. Um, I think the first goal was offside, the second one's an absolute worldie, that is it. Um, yeah, and then obviously we're chasing a 2-0 scoreline. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it was a good performance and just felt that if we can keep building on those performances that you know, hopefully the goals will come. But I think we've made some good good additions. I think Josh and Mo, have, um, Mo Dabra in particular, yeah. have added... A, Exactly what we was looking for in the midfield, and yeah, well, we've discussed that, haven't we? You know, the additions we've made and how they've improved the team, yeah, I mean, improved the squad. I think obviously it felt like I think Spencer was saying like on you know having on Saturday, it was just a little bit like it almost seemed to be the team finally gelled and like you know what you've been trying and adding those players like Mo and Josh, like they've. I mean, everyone said Josh as well. Mo's been great, but Josh has just added that little bit, almost like the Jasper-esque we were missing. I mean, is that a fair comment? Would you say? Um. Yeah, I think uh, a bit different to Jasper. Yeah, a little bit. It's got a bit more to learn, but yeah. Bit, bit, bit more quality, I think, Josh has got, personally. The creativity, um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely an area that we've been looking to improve in. I think when you bring loan players in, um, you know, you want them to improve this, improve the team mm. and give you a little boost. And I think them two boys in particular definitely have. Um yeah. And seeing the level of player that we've got to try and get and inspire to get and the level that players within the squad have got to try and reach. And um, I think having them here and seeing how they work and seeing how they train, seeing how they look after the ball and their work rate, their intensity, um, having them here amongst us really helps with that as well. And one I've also brought up saying to Spencer um, before we spoke to you is it'd be a can be like when I spoke to you last upstairs before you end the training, he was doing sort of training with us and then you signed him the next week, scored against Dulwich, his old team as well. You've been pleased how he's fitted in as well. He's been a good addition, I think, to be bringing on as a striker. No, yeah, he certainly has. Um, obviously, he had a little run um, and then, you know, he was, was out the team for one reason or another. And, uh, you know, it's just how it's gone that 
cows come in and, and score a lot of goals and it's been really effective for us. So, you know, obviously delighted for Cal to get his um, goals, but how we've been playing with just one up front just lately, um, obviously, you know, limits the amount of striker options you can have out on the pitch. So, you know, same with Oli, uh, missed for illness, and then Cal comes in and scores a couple of goals. So it's just, just one of them. We're playing one striker at the moment, and we've got probably four good quality strikers, and, you know, it's down. Good, good, healthy competition um, that we've been striving for. Yeah, well, what great position to be in to have so many players, yeah. a, a competing and all, tr- yeah. all trying to outdo each other. No, that's right. But then to have those options off the bench and yeah. different games to play different, slightly different systems, slightly different setups. Yeah. No, it helps massively. Yeah, just to, you know have striker options, like I say, to come off the bench mm. and have an impact for you. Um, and I think, you know, to bring Miki and Oli on on Saturday was was massive to have that on the bench to come on and the energy and that those quality they showed when they come from the bench really did help us massively. So, yeah, it's a great, great position to be in. Um, obviously, you know, they're all going to want to play, so we have to look at that. Obviously, Jav's missed a few games through suspension and come in but he's he's worked tirelessly he's really got himself a lot fitter mm-hmm. um and he's definitely you know a lad that is a great lad that will work hard he's settled into the group now um and i think we'll only see more better quality come from him as well fantastic um do you see any more changes in the near future any departures or maybe uh arrivals possibly like or are you quite settled with the squad now um no, still, still looking, still Always looking look, yeah. to improve and get better. Um, you no, know, looking, we've played Ebbsfleet, Chelmsford, haven't in recent weeks. Um, don't still don't know how good Ebbsfleet are because we certainly didn't turn up for that first half. So, um, but the other teams, I feel we we can be com- competitive with this season. Um, we've played Dartford away, uh, Chelmsford, and now haven't all the teams that are up there. Uh, Braintree, yeah, close game, and I think we can be competitive with these kind of yeah. teams. So all the teams in around, it's like Oxford, yeah, Oxford, you know, yeah. Oh, that Oxford game, we were yeah. saying, like, oh, that Oxford game was just literally <laughs> was literally just amazing. Like you know, it's one of those games they've hit the woodwork four times. I think you said to me after the game, yeah, but that's football, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, we're going to get games like that that are yeah. frustrating, which Oxford are feeling, and you're not yeah. going to say no to that, are you? No, well, I think I think we've seen that a lot so far this season in this league, haven't we? You can you can have a really good game. It just doesn't go your way. But then there's been other occasions you don't play quite as well and suddenly you've got yourself a nice three points. No, that's right, yeah. And I think, um, you know, Tuesday night was a prime example of that. We was absolutely nowhere near it. And when you're playing against the top teams, you just get punished. And, you know, we was probably fortunate for it only to be 4-0, to be honest. Um, but, you know, the, showing the boys and they're... I think they're a really honest group and yeah. you know, they take it on the chin and want to learn and want to improve. Mm. And Because from a manager's point of view, like obviously we've gone from being third, second or third in a league on the Saturday to obviously playing first, second, like Ebbsfleet. And we know they're professional setup, but just from your point of view, just be curious. We've all said like, you know, what, what, no one was angry because I think we were just shocked a little bit. Yeah. But from your point of view, what, what do you think went wrong? Like, what was it? Why did they beat us six now? Um, I thought the first 20 minutes was quite an even game and we had yeah, a couple yeah. of chances um, and then it felt to me that one or two players sort of went into their shell a little bit rather than you know treating it almost like a cup final like they did and they just were stopped us playing um, I think their game plan spoke to their 
guys after and it was to stop Kane and Josh getting on the ball and whenever they got it they would just really go and press them hard yes. and you know, I wanted the same thing from my team on them and you know just I just didn't see that and I showed how far off we was and you know as good as they were um, if you give them five yards of space then any well, this, they, they were so quick back to front I yeah. mean like ridiculous you know one of the goals was keeper made a bit of an error at at one end and they've just broken yeah gone. so do you put that down then obviously you've seen the videos back yeah. in that perspective so do you see that more because they were sort of cutting players out no i think i didn't see anything like i'm not being disrespectful i didn't see anything in their play watching i only watched the first half back because the second, <laughs> second half's irrelevant isn't it if you fall down then you're obviously trying to chase the game anyway yeah. so you know they killed us in the first half so Watching the, the first half back a couple of times, there's no, there's a couple of little bits of play. I thought those very good decision makers made the right decisions, which good players do. Um, but there's no real patterns that I want. Oh, bloody hell, I've never seen that before, or anything like that. You know, that goal in particular that we're talking about, it was literally Mo had a good press on the goalie. We had three players around their player who just hooked it into the channel. And our back line is nowhere to be seen. Mm. You know, if you see that from our under-14s, I'm going to be disappointed. So, you know, that is just the kind of schoolboy yeah. mistakes that we made, yeah. in my opinion. Um, as, as good as they are, they're going to look even better and they're going to look like they're yeah. 6-0 better than you if you... Do you think it was maybe a mistake to be having 5-1 on Saturday and they rechanged their game uh, plan, you know? No, not, not, <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. Spencer was saying one of the best away days. A lot no, of the guys, was, you must have been so happy coming from that. It was an unbelievable result. The, the support, I've got to say, for both games has been amazing. I watched the game back the first half from Italy and all you can hear is our fans spurring us on, even when it's 4-0. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's an incredible testament this, to this you is, guys. Yeah, this is what we were saying, you know, no one's particularly upset and everyone's right. just here to support the boys. Yeah. It was weird because honestly, if any, like, if, if, like, if my, you know, obviously now I support Charlton, West Ham, Millwall, I'm sure if they lost 6-0 after winning 5-1, you'd be absolutely fuming, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. But like, it's a weird scenario because yeah. you went out of the ground after and, you know, you'd think if that was a normal, if that, if taken out of context, someone yeah. saw that on the internet, you'd think, why was no one fuming? Because it was such a, I think we just oh, saw yeah. it was a different level that they were at. Probably, I must have been the only one then that was fuming. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we know but, you take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you want to win every game, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, all, all you can do, obviously, it does hurt. It hurts when you lose 6-0. I didn't get much sleep that night, to be honest. And you're up thinking about how you can improve and, and stuff like that. So, you do, you do yeah. take, uh, me in particular, I take those kind of defeats personally. Yeah, well, yeah, it shows how much you care. Yeah. And I guess in the big test as well is the response against Dover on Saturday. That's, that's it, 100%. And you know, just hoping that, you know, that the lads give the kind mm. of response that I know that they can do. They're a good, honest mm. group of players and that's all you ask for. And, um, yeah, we want to get tighter and want to put them under a bit more pressure. Mm. And like I said, we didn't do that. And... No, that was the biggest disappointment of all. Well, let's put that one to bed because that's hopefully one of the high, uh, low lights of the season. We'll look at and laugh at when we are uh, oh, yeah. lifting that promotion trophy at the end of the season, mate. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, Jake Robinson, any update with him? Yeah, he's doing really well. Um, so he's obviously had his up. I think he's about six, seven weeks post-op now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on over there. So yeah, I saw him walking. Yeah, I've never. We were going to. We were going to. We were going to interview him as first podcast of season, but he said he went and got himself in. Yeah, he's doing really well. Everyone, all the surgeons and all the specialists he spoke to said like he's doing really well. He's doing some squatting, which is well ahead of of schedule for the moment. So is there a rough time?
time frame, um, do you think? No, I don't put any. No, of course, no pressure. I think like we'll be seeing before the end of the season. I wouldn't have thought so. Like I think it's more a case of pre-season. Okay, pre-season. I think that's his target. But okay, well, I mean, how he's progressing, you never know. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, for us, like he was one of these players that he joined, and we were like, wow, this guy's unreal, different kettle. And to see that, I mean, it was like we said about Parso on the first home game of last season. It's just unfortunate, but you know, it's good that he still. We you see him quite a lot on match day as well. So obviously, it's good that he's still got the hunger to be there. Yeah. Must be a testament to no, you. No, he is. Well. Yeah, no, he's working. He's working really hard, and um, he's getting himself in a good place. Oh, like yeah. all the surgeons and all the specialists that he speaks to are really happy with how it's going. Sam's happy with how he's he's progressing. Said it's this is a good knee at the moment. It's progressed well at this stage for um, post-op so really pleased with that so it was a time he wasn't going to possibly do the operation wasn't there? no he was yeah he was because of his age and that and I think he just got to a stage where he's had to make a decision and he went with the operation route yeah. and it's one of them like there's no way anyone from the club could put any pressure on him of to course do not. it's a decision he had to make unfortunately um, and yeah there wasn't enough people that we're pushing him not to have the yeah. up, I don't think, and not yeah. enough evidence of people coming back. Yeah. So, you know, just happy now he's got it sorted and his mind's focused on we're back fit. But again, talking about Parsons, another one, then, um, you know, he's come back and we're hoping that he could be a very good little addition for us over the Christmas period. Oh, so you're going to see Parso playing so, in the squad again? Yeah, I think like, oh, that'd yeah, be brilliant. Weymouth on Tuesday is hoping to be available and is available yeah. over the Christmas oh, and New Year period. So, It'd be, be a great addition. Yeah, and how, how about Stark? Stark, is there any word on um, him possibly? I'm hoping in the new year he's yeah. obviously moved good supporters' own place. He's done a bit of work to it. So, you know, other things come along him. He's but he's still life. interested in um, Yeah, I still speak to him. Um, so, yeah, and obviously his brother's just out at Lance at the moment. Yeah. So he's another option for us if we need him over this hectic Saying period. that, obviously we're playing Lancing in the Sussex Cup next round after that debacle with Lewis, which we probably won't talk yeah. about unless we want to get done for libel. But you know, <laughs> I'm sure you've got your own thoughts. But oh, yeah. will, will he be allowed to play against us on there? Or is that yeah, sort of how's that happen? Yeah. yeah, so that me and Nathan have got to talk about really. Yeah, because um, he better not score. Yeah, I know. It's a weird one. You obviously yeah. want them to, to play and get yeah. that experience. But at the same time, like it's, it's, it's a parent be. club. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it'll be a funny one. I mean, it, we're, we're looking forward to that. We're also looking forward to Maidstone in the next round of the trophy. You must be looking forward to because every season we talk to you, you want a cup run. Didn't happen this year in the FA Cup again, unfortunately. But we got them in the uh, we got the trophy Maidstone team in the league above. It's going to be a good challenge and one you must be looking forward to and relishing. No, yeah, obviously we've got um, a couple of tricky games in the league before then, so full focus on them. But in the back of your minds, you know, it's a great. Great game to look forward to, not just for myself, but for the players as well. And it would just sort of test your level. Yeah, as we well. want to test where we are. I want to test, you know, obviously, um, we didn't turn up the other day and against a very good team. Um, so we definitely hoping that that's going to put us in good stead to know that we've got to turn up and compete and run and put them under pressure and, and see what they're all about and uh, I feel if we can do that and play our game get the balance of the two things in and out of possession well that we can go to Maidstone and give them a good game and be a, a tough op- opponent for them um, and not just give them a free pass to the to next round and that's what we're, we're really hoping to do and uh, as much as we've spoken about that result at the end of the day it's one result and you know the general momentum has all been in the right direction. Just, no, just, keep, just, keep, just, keep it, just keep it going. No, definitely. I think you know 
like it's, it's the old adage saying that you don't uh, lose but you learn and I think that's definitely the case from this game I think we definitely learned a lot and um, you know if there was the chance of any of us getting complacent then certainly after a humbling yeah. result like that we're going to have to learn very yeah. quickly that you can't afford to take mm. your foot off the gas at this level uh, especially against the top teams uh, yeah. you've got to stay really concentrated throughout the game that's and, it, uh, that's it. You've got and it. at the same time you know I want the players to believe that they are a good team as well, you know. Tonight we've analysed Haven and uh, Ebbsfleet, so you're showing them <laughs> some really, really good passages. Yeah, I think exactly. Yeah. Our third goal that we scored against um, Haven, you know, is one of the best goals I've I've seen like this season. Let alone like non-league football. It's I think um, Josh passes it back to Harrison, and then we like play out, switch the play, everything that you want to see and everything you work on come together, and it ends up with. My favourite goal was six yard tapping. Um, so, but it's yeah. just that team link up in the play. It's yeah, the way it happened from, and that's what you, that's what your tactics are. You yeah, play yeah. from from out the back, and you bring them towards you, and you get the and that little tapping. Yeah. But that's what you almost want, it's, don't you? Especially like they're so brave to make the first pass. It's yeah. a real tight pass, and we worked a little triangle brilliantly for that. Yeah, um, and with it coming so quickly after us conceding from playing yeah. out from the back against Chelmsford and. You know, there's one or two gumballs alongside me yeah. and a touchline there. Like, why don't you just kick it forward? And I do get those frustrations, but <laughs> it's not it's not what I believe yeah, in. I don't yeah. think we've got the players yeah. that can play that way. No, exactly. See, yeah. when we do go long, we very rarely win. Yeah, it's the true. First it's ball. true. Yeah. I think that's the, uh, the that's the up in the stand element. But sit down. Oh yeah, we hear, it. We hear it all the time. Yeah, to to be brave after still conceding a goal like that and score the one like we did on yeah. uh, against having the third one was yeah. was brilliant to see. Fab. So Adam, it's coming up to Christmas. Um, we've sort of saying it's the end of year. I bet, I bet you would have taken it this time last year when we were sitting pretty in the Isthmian League that we'd be sixth in the uh, National South. What are your expectations for like till the next time we speak to you at the end of sort of January? No, definitely like um, you know, my expectation would have been that. But now having you know, twenty-one games in this level and seeing how the games have gone, you know, a bit disappointed with our points total to be honest. Um, so it's just a want to keep on improving want to keep on improving this club want to keep on improving the players at every level from youth teams all the way up and uh, you know they've got real passion yeah. to do that still and you know that's that's got to be the, the main yeah. target well I mean I'm enjoying watching what I mean yeah there are frustrations there are as a fan as you as a coach you know every, I'm sure everyone feels them but I'm enjoying what I'm well, seeing I'm, I'm enjoying sitting in sixth and you know I could have asked anything better looking at where we are at the end of 2022 if you'd have been sitting here on 1st of January yeah. 2022, yeah. I think you'd have taken it. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I'd you know, be lying if I said yeah. that I wouldn't be. But, you know, <laughs> now, like I say, you've had a taste of it. You're always yeah, pushing for more and trying for more. So, yeah, we'd like to hear. Well, Adam, have a um, really happy Christmas and uh, look forward to speaking no, to 2023. You guys. Take care. Thanks, mate. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Again, like we say to every time, Spencer is always good to speak to Adam. He's always so open and honest with us. And, you know, an interesting conversation with him. You know, he's, he's told us like, his thoughts and, you know, what he expects and what he doesn't expect. And, you know, I think some of the signings that we've made alone, he's like Josh Chambers and Mo Darby, I'm known from professional clubs, have been a brilliant, brilliant... Oh, they've definitely improved yeah. the team. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're bringing players in, you want to be improving on what you've got. Yeah. And, you know, there's absolutely no doubt that, that they're improvements. I mean, it's amazing how they've just slotted in so well. Like it's like the, almost two pieces of the puzzle that we were missing. And, yeah. Well, you know, well, well. Mo was man in a match on Tuesday. Yeah. Not feeling 
Josh, Josh has, has been, been Josh has a couple been, yeah. of times man and, of the match. You and know, even so. though we got Ivia Canby from um, Dulwich, and I think he's just he's come on and he's, he's a real solid force. Gives, some us, of the goals gives he's us something got. different. He's really like him and Callum up front. <laughs> it's pretty. You wouldn't want to mess with them, would you? <laughs> you know, but um, those are really good. And I think you know. <laughs> I do think, like, besides Tuesday, I think a lot of people said it really felt like the um, Haven't game was the first time the team had properly gelled in a long time, and that's why they came out with such a good score. Forget Friday. They've had a good couple of tra- they've got a good training session tonight. We're going to Dover on Saturday. It's a long journey, but let's hope they really forget that. Just chip on the shoulder and then move on, and I think that's, that's, what, that's what you can expect yeah. from it. Well, we're now quite, you know, even though it, it's only still... Early December, we're quite deep into the season, fixture-wise. Yeah, we're sitting so, sixth. So you know, <laughs> and you know, these players have now had a lot of time to bed in, playing together, and playing at this level of football, and knowing what to expect. Yeah, and um, you know, it's, it's it's really all starting to come together. It's it is it is one of those, and you know, I think at the end of the day, where you can't expect anything more or less of the team. If I would say from this time last year, if we were sitting in sixth in the National League South by Christmas, I think we'd been buzzing for that, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's um, move on now. We'll speak about the uh, youth setup here. Stu Evans is always good to talk about the youth, so we joined Stu as well for a little uh, session and a catch up on uh, the youth setup here. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Well, a podcast wouldn't be a podcast without Stu, would it? <laughs> Say so, mate. <laughs> oh, shut up. You know, for a fact, if I hadn't called you over tonight, you would have, you would have gone home crying and I'd have got abuse next time I see him. We'd have gone home quicker to warm yeah. up, mate. Yeah, yeah, there might be a vacancy going. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, because Pete's gone sick again tonight and you did Has such he? a good job co hosting it last month with me. So if you fancy kicking Pete to the curb and you having oh, it, I'll well. take that role. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. I can't tell that. <laughs> Don't, can you not say that? No, it just inflates his no, ego no, even more. No, uh, no, Stu no. called me a legend. I'll be putting that on a t shirt. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Stu called me a legend. Anyway, 100%. Stu, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Yeah, a little bit cold tonight. Horrible out there. Mm. Joys of being a coach. Yeah, uh, it was a good session, to be fair, but I looked some things. It was, yeah, yeah, the boys enjoyed it and it was good tempo and everything. So, yeah, weather didn't really like no. stop us. Well, it wasn't yeah. windy or if it's just nah, cold and exactly. it's just pure cold. Glad to be inside. But I guess after, like, you know, tra- what's, a, what's a training session like after a loss of Tuesday? Like, obviously, you've obviously got to pick the boys up because, as we were saying, yeah. up there, it's not like we were, we weren't, no one was here, was angry, we were just shocked. But, you know, I can imagine the lads were just completely gutted about it. So, you know, yeah. how do you pick them up? I think they, yeah. They, mate, they do that themselves to be fair they know they need to bounce back so yeah they don't need picking up um, they know they, as I said they don't need to bounce back on, on Saturday against Dover so um, yeah we don't we don't have to do anything we don't have to do anything business is normal let's see if they bounce back Saturday that's the test I yeah, guess exactly, isn't it exactly if they don't we'll go on a Tuesday I mean, it's, the games are coming thick and fast at the moment so no they are it's like literally Saturday Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, it's mental um, you must be looking forward to in a couple of weeks time playing Mason Trophy League above sort of yeah, test, like see how you play on the sort of level above it'd be yeah, a mate. good testing point wouldn't it hopefully mate. a cup run as well yeah 100% yeah really looking forward to that I've never been to the ground either so no, yeah, looking forward to that day. a lot of us are just a pain with all the uh, train strikes bus strikes everything else yeah, it's exactly. going to be a driving event um, yeah. How's the youth setup going at the moment? Like a couple of months since, uh, since we last spoke, happy with the progress. You know, yeah, any mate. any standout performances in no, the last couple not of months? Particularly um, in terms of uh, particular people, but no, the boys are doing. Yeah, everybody's doing really well. Yeah, yeah, the clubs in a good place. And Mark was saying the same thing, but yeah, youth sides are 
going well. Four teams are, yeah, coming um, slowly starting to adapt to how we play football and showing some really good, really good signs. And yeah, 15, 16 is the same. So yeah, no, we're all in a really good, really good place, mate. Yeah, but there um, was a game uh, earlier on today, was there, or was it, uh, it came up on your instant replay where they lost? No, um, was that the, was that's that, probably just a highlight for the weekend. Just highlight the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sixteens played Arundel on on Sunday and got beat three one. Yeah, um, disappointing. No, or? not really, mate. Because no. um, it's about education, really, at that age. Um, so the results don't really make any difference. So it's about are they playing the worthing way? Are they looking to play the right type of football? Are they looking to play out from the back? Are they making the right decisions on the ball? That type of stuff. And they were. I mean, just quality wasn't there in areas, but um, in general, they were playing the worthing way, which is which is what we want to do, really. So, yeah, enough. No, I'm not disappointed at all, mate. To be honest. So we had um, probably what. A lot of the away boys, a lot of the fans have said one of the best away days they've ever had against Haven. Yeah, what was that like for you, like being on the coaching team? Yeah, just unreal, mate, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but the boys have had that, like, coming for a few weeks, to be fair. Like, yeah. like once we're clinical and find a goal, like, yeah, there's no, there's no, again, there's no team like us, yeah. really, I think, except absolutely in, in the league. So, yeah, it's been coming for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, unreal day. Um, one of those kind of like slap your face around the like, like your face. Yeah. Right, right, right. They literally all came together. Yeah, didn't exactly. Yeah, no, they were unreal. Um, we were saying like you know you don't get many of them those memorable days. Like, unfortunately, I wasn't there, but you know watching highlights and seeing the photos on social mm. media is just brilliant. And you know yeah, it seemed to be what was sort of said is that that was maybe one of the gelling points of the team. It seemed to be finally the team have gelled. Forgetting what happened on Tuesday, and you know hopefully we can build back and do that because the players are starting to play really well as a team and yeah. some of the play it must be great to see oh mate yeah I'm, some of the football against Haven was just like watching Real Madrid it was well, Hinch, just, Hinch said just in his earlier interview was, one of his favourite goals were literally the third one where it literally was slotted in for six yards but it's just the play out from yeah, the back build up. build up from the back um, yeah been, in fact, been able to invite the press high up the pitch been able to handle it been able to control the ball out from from, yeah, from the back all the way through the thirds up to the oh my unreal, yeah. And unreal. The, the lone players have slotted in so well as Lovely well. Lovely lads as well. Way, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, again, he's, he's done wonders. The boss in terms of. Um, Finding players that are just good people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no egos. Mo's a lovely lad. Josh is a lovely lad. They just slot in, and like, they're like they've always they've always been there. Well, we've always seen it over, over the years. It's important worth in that you get an ego with Adam as your boss. You're not here very long, no, are you? Like we've no, seen certain players that are around the league and the league below. You see, mm-hmm. they're still playing, but you know they were once, and you thought they might be good, but you can tell no. that their attitude just wasn't no. what Adam looks for in Worthing. Well, I mean, There's a certain element that you have to have an ego to be a footballer. To be a yeah. footballer, um, you can see that with the likes of Ronaldo and Messi and people like that. They're, I thought you were going to say Ollie Pierce yeah, at front Ollie with Pierce, his housery. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't know Ronaldo had an ego. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. No, that's all, you? Um, you have to have an ego to a point, but you need to be able to back that ego up. Um, and I think what we do really well here, and he does really well, is, is rep, um, implement the standard in the first team um, that we then as coaches take down to the younger teams as well, the youth teams, where you have to be modest, you have to be genuine, you have to work hard and, and you have to be yeah, just a genuine nice person as well. Yeah. Um, and anybody, we've had it a couple of times over the last couple of years, even the youth sides where there's been a, a character that hasn't fitted those fit that criteria and just soon they soon fizz out yeah. um, and it's the way it should be. So Stu, just before we wrap it up, anything you're looking forward to over the next couple of months, Christmas time? Um, you, I can't remember, you're a bar humbug over Christmas. No, mate, I'm looking forward to Christmas this year. Oh, I need yeah. a break. Yeah, I need yeah, a break from work. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to having some time off. To yeah. be honest, um, getting a few of the youth teams in for couple of individual sessions over Christmas, a couple of are injured and we're looking to get back quite quite quickly. Um 
but no, mate, I just, yeah, I'm, I, it's just going to be busy. It's going to be hectic. Any games that the youth are playing soon that you're looking forward to? Or any, I mean, you said you're looking forward to going to Maystone, a new ground. Yeah, no, that'd be good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, no, not in terms of the youth games, again, they're, they're quite sparse over Christmas, to be quite honest with the youth teams, because they tend to have a break um, yeah. over weeks over Christmas. So, no, there's no youth team games. Yeah. But um, we've got a few of the under-16s playing for the under-18s in the County Cup on um, Sunday afternoon, so that'd be good. Yeah. See how they get on and, and fit with the 18s. Um, I take it day by day at this football club. So no, I'll yeah. worry about tomorrow. Worry <laughs> about tomorrow, tomorrow there morning, and then Saturday, Friday. It's all about the next game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Stu, thanks for joining us once again, mate. I wish you a very merry Christmas, and happy year to you and the family, mate. And we'll speak and to you in 2023. Cheers, mate. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Stu loves a pod, doesn't he? He, he loves a pod. He loves it. Guest uh, guest host. Guest host last month, wasn't he? Because uh, you and you and Pete couldn't be bothered again. But you know, like I'll let you off. But uh, you might might be getting Stu as a regular host if you're not careful, Spence. I'm gone already. Oh, there you go, Stu. Stu. Stu's my right hand man. You've doing well as it's just great when you see the pathway. You know that how well they are doing, and you know these are going to be the players of the future, which is brilliant. Yeah, and you know they get their opportunity. It's good to see they get their opportunity. Apart from when Lewis decided to call off. Uh, senior trophy games, you yeah. know, which could have been well, an opportunity hopefully, hopefully for one. The women's cuts, uh, which could have been an opportunity for one or two, but you know, there's the Lansing game coming up before Christmas. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, see one or two youngsters get a chance in that one. Exactly, that will be, it. and hopefully, we'll uh, have a good little run in that. You know, it'd be good to see the Lansing game, and I like going to Lansing. To be honest, I know it's not really much, but it's always got a nice feel to it. I like it there. It's convenient, Just a local <laughs> and convenient. It's not far to go. Get on the train, sorted. Midway through the season now, I'd say we're not midway. We're coming up to midway, aren't we, really? But everyone looks at Christmas as sort of when you start looking at like, the people in the league and stuff. Um, we've seen and heard a few changes around the ground. And it's always good. Like Barry is very open on this with us at the beginning of the season. So I thought it'd be good to sit down with Barry early on today. So uh, over to you, Barry. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing so far? Hi, James. Yeah, all good. Very much uh, looking forward to Christmas, but uh, great to be chatting to you again. Thanks, Barry. So, like, obviously, we do see each other on a regular on a match day. I thought we'd talk about sort of the season so far. It's been, I mean, one that we can be very happy of from a playing side of things for both the men's and women's teams. Uh, we'll start on the men's teams, but, you know, we're sitting pretty in the playoff zones at the moment. More than you expected to be at this time of the season? Um, Let me say, would you have taken it this time last year? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we're playing ahead of our expectation. There's no doubt about that. Um um, not not our capability, but perhaps our expectation. Because we're entering, we entered into something unknown, didn't we? This year, we weren't sure quite what um, to expect. So, to be, I think we've been in the playoff um, place pretty much all season, haven't we? Other than the odd the odd week, and so you have to be really pleased with with that start from the men's team. I would say though, James, when when I look at the football club, I often have to look at two sides of the club on pitch and off the pitch in yeah. order to make sure we, we keep, well, we'll maybe talk about the off the pitch yeah, as we well. Will, yeah. We, we've learned some lessons on the pitch this season. I mean, we could just talk like this is recording the, um, the week after we, we beat haven't and Waterlooville five one. And then we lost six nil to Ebsweet, both teams really up there. I mean, you could just tell the different level of class from a full-time professional outfit to sort of the semi-professional that we are. And w- was it a surprise to you to see the, the sort of difference in class between the two teams? I mean, as we know, Adam said on his interviews, there are lessons to be learned. We all know there is. But, you know, have, has that been throughout the season? Because a lot of the comments from the fans have been that 
this league is wide open apart from a couple of teams and, you know, anyone can beat anyone and it's very exciting. And to see some of the results we've had and we're still sitting in the playoffs, uh, draws and maybe losses and stuff. Um, what What's the sort of game style you noticed? And, you know, how, did you really stick out, you know, the Ebbsfleet game at the week at, at, on Monday night? Yeah, I, I think as a chairman of the club, I suppose my role is... Or what my role definitely isn't is to review each game as it as we go and how the team have played and I definitely leave that to to Adam and, and, and Nathan and their work and their prep with the, with the squad. But if I look at some of the bigger pointers here, um, you know what a three days that was actually recently. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> a literal roller coaster of emotions, wasn't it? The yeah. high, one of the best yeah. away days it's ever said by some of the um, you know the long term yeah. supporters of the club and you know no one was peed off with Monday's result. We, I think we were just shocked, I think it was, yeah. more than anything. Yeah, we went away to Ebbsfleet, uh, sorry, to uh, have it awards Waterloo early kickoff. Didn't expect to win by that margin. We did. Um, I think the Ebbsfleet game, uh, I spoke to their board, uh, obviously, as I do every game to opposing boards, find out a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it was clear, we've, we've earned, Adam's earned a lot of respect. Him and his squad have earned a huge amount of respect um, this season, I think everybody has recognised we're not there to just make numbers up. We are there to compete and at a high level. And I was told by um, some reliable sources there at their board that when they came to the game on 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 Tuesday, that uh, if they were going to get derailed at all in the next few months, it was going to be this game. So it it shows you the respect that they showed us. Mm-hmm. I think that's been very well earned by by Adam and the team. And I think um, if, um, you know, 6-0, I think probably a little bit um, uh, generous. But it really does show, and you pointed out, the the, um, difference between a part-time club and a full-time professional football club. Our player up front, I think, was at Leeds United uh, not long ago. Yeah. The amount of time you've got to organise, repair your team, um, to improve their fitness levels. And I think they came at us and they gave it everything. They gave everything that night. And, and obviously we were on a, caught us on a bad night. So the result was what it was. But that's the difference, I think, between probably a National League side. I think they are a National League side. We probably could compete quite highly in the National League. Yeah. And a team that competes at National League South at the moment. I think we said maybe it was our own undoing by beating Haven't five one. They might have completely relooked at their gameplay, but no, it was it was it was definitely said a roller coaster emotions. Um, and talking about teams like the women's team, how far have they come this season? Like John is doing an amazing job. I mean, to get to the second round properly, FA Cup to the first time, and be minutes away from getting to the third round. I mean, another part of the club that's growing. I mean, what is it? Yeah, we we watched that first round game, didn't we? Where it was an absolute uh, lesson on the pitch. Um, yeah, you yeah. must be proud. You must be proud to see it. That's the right word. We are incredibly proud of what uh, um, the, the team have done, John and Kelly uh, have done on off the pitch as well. It's been brilliant. It really has, not least uh, the FA Cup run. And and it really was unfortunate to go out in the way they did, but I know they gave it their all and um, it, they have to be something to be proud of that run. But what we're really looking at is, is their form in the league. And I know John is. They're sitting really well poised at the moment, unbeaten and... Uh, I don't know exactly the number of points behind two, possibly three, but they have got yeah. plenty of games in hand. So I think they're well poised to um, 
to take a promotion spot here, mm-hmm. the number one spot, and that ultimately is going to be to get the, the game plan for, for for the club. Yeah, and, I, and obviously John said at the beginning of the season that they they'd be lying if they weren't pushing for promotion. So as you've said to me before in previous years of doing this podcast, that you have to start planning. For, and obviously the the women's team is a little bit different from the men's team. But does you know looking at where they're sitting now, have sort of the board and behind the scenes started looking at if they do go up next season, the way of maybe financing the next level up for the women's team and the sort of the future to the women's part of the club? Yeah, it's a very good question. And we've had that conversation um, with John um, six to eight weeks ago, maybe 12 weeks ago, um, as the season got started, once they got some momentum, we could see they're going to be challenging. So any good organisation will be preparing themselves well ahead of time so they're fit for purpose. And uh, John's given us some good insights. Um, I think a big step was actually made this season with uh, the squad that he's managed to pull together and the way in which we support the squad um, on match days and around that. There's a little bit more we can do next season if we did get promotion. Um, but I think the nucleus of everything we need to do for next year in a higher league is is in place. But there's more we want to do as we can. It, it's, you know, we'll spend what we can afford. And I've got to give a lot of praise to Ange as well, Angela Tanner and the work she does with Mike to support the women's section of the pitch. And uh, I think that's, that's um, shown a huge amount of um, progress and we're really, really proud of the work she's done. I mean, it's a testament to show John and Kelly and what they have done with the squad when we've got Ellen Newman, who's just gone to AFC Wimbledon. I think that's the first in a long time that I've seen someone from Worthing's women's team in a long time take that sort of jump up. And I mean, that it's happening like it happens to the men's team. They go, you know, they do well and it's another pathway to progress, is what, which is what the club is all about. Yeah, it is. Pathway is, is absolutely runs through our veins. It's in our DNA. It's how we want to run the club's football model. And that's why Nathan's in the role he's in. And Adam there backing him, pushing and supporting that part of our process is brilliant. Um, I think uh, there are probably other players in that squad that could play at a higher level. I'm certain of that. Um, but they we need choose... to keep them for the promotion, though. Yeah. Uh, Ella can yeah, go. That's and... right. let, let Ella... <laughs> well, I think they choose to play um, yeah. for us. They have options. Yeah. Of course they do. But oh, they I think... do, yeah. And the club's a good attraction. We we look after them as best we can. The facilities are great, and all the investment we make as a club um, go to benefit all the teams in the, in the club. And I think that's um, that's really helping as well. And of course, you've got John and Kelly there that are highly respected in that in that world. Now I know we've touched on it before on the podcast, sort of after the women's won the Euros. Has there been any progress on possibly starting some sort of academy for girls, young girls? And I know what we've said before, there's no room on the pitch at the moment to get involved or teaming up with a local sort of area. Is, that, is there any further progress on that, Barry? Um, there is, but there is a lot of progress on that. And we've got a number of projects that we're working with local um partners to try and enable something because uh, as you quite rightly say we are limited on on our pitch of what we can do um we're very keen to introduce um a girls pathway as we have a boys we know it can work and i think now with the establishment of our, our women's team there's no reason why why on earth we couldn't do that but um i, I want to hold back on making any announcements on this because i'm not no, of yet course, yeah. not yet in a place to uh to to to, to tell you what we we want to try and achieve oh. Not until we've got there, and, and but James, it's the right question, and we definitely are 
looking at ways in which we can do that and make that happen. Mm. You know that's... me, I like getting little tidbits out of you anyway. You know, it's just what I, my, the thorn in your side barrier when you speak to me. But I think it's that thing is I, I go back to when I was selling memberships for the Sports Association at the beginning of the season. I always had this young girl and a mum who was coming to watch one of them. She And the mum was saying, oh, is there any like women's sort of girls academy that she could get involved in? And I said, not at the moment. Obviously, there are local teams in the area to do that. But, you know, it'd be so good. And the moment we can announce it, I think it'd be a proud day for the club. Yeah, absolutely for sure. We just need to do this at the pace we know we can deliver it at, but we're definitely reaching out. Um, I know there are already programmes and things in, and uh, activities happening at the ground, um, supporting um, girls and getting girls to play more football, um, and we will definitely formalise that um, down the line. I, I think I'd add to this the uh, the, the role that the academy is playing at the club, the education academy that mm. uh, and uh, with with Hinge's footballing input on that as well. They that academy is. Um, is, is growing from strength to strength and there is clearly an opportunity down the line to include a, a girls uh, element uh, to that as well. But we now partner with Chichester College Group, mm -hmm. who are the biggest college group in the region. It means we can offer A-levels to students, which means we can broaden our reach out to potential players, which has been an issue for us in the past. So um, I think that the, the, lads, the guys are doing a cracking job there and building that as well. Fantastic. Um, so going back to sort of the men's team, the attendances this season, we, we've seen sort of fluctuations. Um, and you is it above what you're expecting or are you a little bit disappointed with the attendances? Do you think it'd be more or do you think we're building on it? Um, I think the attendances are um, in line with what we thought. And I don't think they're any much further behind um, last year. And, and I want to just qualify that, James. I think we achieved about 1,300 average crowd last year. And if you look at our crowd so far this year, taking away the fact that we don't have any of those local derbies that we had, and we have three local derbies that were in and around the 2000 mark. Mm. Um, so they really do um, affect the average number. So if I take out those derby games and just look at a proper like-for-like -like comparison, we're averaging 1,112 at the moment. Um, sorry, 1,122. Three out of the 13 we've played at home have been on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm given a fair comparison, I think we're probably about even with last season, like for like, with taking away yeah. the derbies. And, and, and we have to be really pleased with that. Bearing in mind last season was a promotion-winning season. Um, we've seen crowds hold up. Now, that's not to say we're complacent. We know we're going to have yeah, to yeah. keep performing. Um, we're about to issue an offer for a half-season ticket as well. Oh, brilliant trying to bring people in um, and, and connect to the club for the rest of the season. We think there's a great run in in, in, in prospect. So we want to keep the crowds going. Um, and the more they come, um, the more they'll spend and the more they can go back into the club to reinvest. Well, it's a perfect time for Christmas. You know, a lot of clubs do half-season tickets. We've seen other non-league clubs doing it and there has been a bit of chatter wondering if you guys will do it. And I think it will be a way that maybe people that couldn't afford to the whole season, but maybe come to a few games, got the bug, um, get involved for the rest of the season. Obviously, in the first time we spoke to you this season, we spoke about the ticket prices and you were still not sure the level that you were going to do them at. You did it for £15 if you buy on the gate and 14 a day up to a day in advance. Have you found any drop in ticket sales? Or I know you said the attendances, but because um, you were obviously worried about like pricing people out, but you need you need to stay competitive. How How is that the feedback? How has it been for you? Do you have you noticed any difference in terms of like when people buy the tickets or they're just turning up on the day? I think we so a couple of things. We first of all we sold about fifty percent more season tickets this year than mm -hmm. last. 
So that's going to affect a little bit what happens on the gate. But that was a, a, a brilliant move for us to, and, and, and a great response from our supporters. We, we put in a, a good offer and we brought a lot of people in, actually a lot of people that weren't season ticket holders last year. Um, uh, more more than half of the, this year's season ticket holders actually um, weren't season ticket holders last year. So we've got a nice new group of people coming in. Which is which is a tremendous trend for us to see, and I think our season ticket holders at over four hundred now are in the top three or four in the league. Yeah, and match day we're seeing a rough split of fifty fifty in terms of on the gate and online in advance of the matches, which is broadly what we um, we had budgeted for. So, and we're not getting any complaints. I think the mm-hmm. value is good. Um, I think if you look throughout the rest of the league, it's pretty much the same price, bar one or two quid each side. Yeah, exactly right. Now, we, we didn't want to do anything that would compromise um, people coming to the ground and we didn't want to be disadvantaged, giving anyone a disadvantage in terms of what we charge and what they would have to pay for another ground. So yeah. we think it's fair. We think we've got a fair price there. Fantastic. So talking about other grounds, what are you learning about being a chairman in the National League? T- tell the fans, is there anything just taking you by surprise? You know, when you're chatting to these directors, you're getting some ideas, you sort of take, oh, we could do this at ours. Like, it must be fascinating and a sort of learning curve for you. It's a, it's a great question. And we are, I've made it my mission this season to really listen and, and observe what other clubs at this level do, seeing it's our first time and my first time. Um, chairing a club at this level and um, I, I can't tell you the the, the wide um, approach people differences in, in which people uh, approach this uh, this this uh, this league and whether it's in the um, hospitality we get some some clubs that are putting on three course meals down to um, a sandwich if you're lucky um, it, it, in in regards to facilities you'll go to somewhere like um, Hemel Hempstead and you've got a chairman there that literally walks around with a radio and a vest on and manages the whole thing himself to clubs like Dartford that have got the fantastic facilities that they have and the infrastructure and the resources. So we're experiencing different things on and off the pitch of such a broad magnitude. It's difficult mm-hmm. to work what the right model is. But we we pick up we pick up good hints. We see how we want to do things as a club. Um and um there's no doubt we're we're adjusting our our model at the ground and uh, some of the facilities that we offer to supporters and to visitors to make sure we're we're going to be in the top half of the pack in terms of its uh, way we do things. Has there been anything that's really stuck out for you in a way, ground like something you really like to mean? Pete and I couldn't believe it when we were commentating at Dulwich and they're giving us their salmon sandwiches and beers and everything, so we were quite happy. Like let alone you. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the yeah. point. You, know, you, you we we hosted uh, Epsom, you know, on Tuesday and. Yeah. Um, we had, I don't know, fifteen of their fifteen visitors into the the, the club boardroom, and uh, we had, we hosted them. We looked after them. It's not what you would experience in all clubs, but Dulwich is another great example that would provide the same level of hospitality that uh, you enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, hospitality is a very small part of the whole thing, but um, yeah, we are seeing huge variances, and we just know we we want to be in the top half, top quarter of what's offered generally around around the grounds. So talk about hospitality, Barry, before we wrap up this little chat. Obviously, we sat 
at the first, I think, home game or last uh, preseason friendly interview new for the first podcast. And the fan zone had just opened. It's a nice uh, new fan zone behind the uh, behind the shed end. And um, obviously you told us about the plans. There's plans to put a, um, a shelter in place over the winter. Obviously, none of that has happened yet. Uh, and we now understand it is from funding. And also since then, you've also announced that you've re- retaken the lease of the gym and it was split to uh, produce another sort of area for fans to drink. What's the latest update of that? Because obviously it's gone very quiet. We're in the very cold winter months now where it is raining and stuff. So, you know, and sometimes we know the, the bar shuts early for um for an event, but their fan zone's open. But because of the weather, it's not the nicest place to stand when it's uh, cold or rainy. So what's the latest going to happen? When's sort of we going to see any movement on those? So when we um, put our plans together for, for this season, we really wanted to focus on a couple of things. First, to make sure the experience of our supporters on a match day was a better one than last season. So um, reducing those queues was was key, as was a better food offering. And I think the queues is a classic example of the work Paul and his team have done in, in, in making sure people wait as little as possible for a drink or a, or a bite to eat. And we were really pleased with the outcome of that. And I think the fan zone has made a big difference, as you say. Um, on, the, on the actual fan zone and its development there, what's happened between those plans originally being set out and now is that we have managed to to, to secure as you quite rightly said james the the uh, woodside road clubhouse as we call it um we've we've got that back into our into our um uh, tenure which means that although we'll still share with the uh, the gym half of that room will be ours on a permanent basis and on a match day the whole of that room will be available to us so we've had to reset our thinking um, because the opportunity that now presents means maybe we don't invest as heavily in the outside bar because we can provide much more internal internal combination from the, bar, the, the Woodside Road clubhouse itself. So um, there's a project at the moment going on, pricing it up, including a new bar to go into the club, the, uh, the Woodside Road clubhouse. Um, how that will work alongside the fan zone. A lot of thinking's going on at the moment. So. I would imagine that project's going to be concluded by the uh, summer of next year, built and done. That's my that's my my aim is for for that uh, clubhouse to be sorted. In the meantime, um, we can still use it. So if it's cold and wet, Paul has the opportunity to give you news the uh, clubhouse, and uh, people can still buy a drink under a bit of cover from the fan zone. We'll put that back up, and then then go and sit in the in the um, clubhouse and, and have their drink in the dry. And that's something we'll probably be putting into place in the next few weeks. So it's a long-term sort of aim for the clubhouse to have it open more nights of the week, that somewhere it sort of could be a community hub that you could get groups meeting, you could have events on. Is that what the club are hoping? Well, it's going to be basically a hospitality area for different types of events, whether that's match day or weekdays or um, evenings at the weekends for events and functions. So we have that, and we will have that, and we will have the uh, bar under the stand as well. So the combination, we're going to have to work out how they work together, what we do in which room. But doubling up our capacity to do things is going to be huge and a key part of our ability to raise more income for the club, which will naturally go back into building the club and budgets. And would the boardroom be in, built into this new area or is that is that part of the plan that's happening or is the boardroom going to stay separate? I think we'll probably keep the boardroom um, where it is at yep. the moment, but we'll link it through knocking some walls down. Yeah. 
um, into the main building area, so it's it's not detached and uh, can benefit from some of the services. Yeah. yeah, and the old outdoor bar Barry, it's not really been opened at all this season. What what are the plans for that? Because sometimes when it is busy, I think I personally think, and a couple of us do think, it would be useful to have open. I understand with staffing issues, it's not as easy. It's easier said than done. But is that kind of shut down now for good, or what? What's the sort of plans for that area? Well, with the out with the outset of the um the new fan zone bar we we which which we actually put six staff in um we really didn't have a need to sur uh, to surf from the main the old bar which had a single queue it was just not efficient so we've we've ditched the the bar for as it stands a single queue bar just behind the uh, the old uh, with the the current uh, stand bar and i think what we'll do there is use it either for um, it will remain a retail outlet, but we just need to decide whether that's going to be for, for example, um, our club shop, which needs which needs to be hosted somewhere where we can put stock, or another food outlet, um, or other um, opportunities like a box office during the week. There's lots of lots of things that we could put in the area. Probably not one of them is going to be a bar because we've actually done really well in increasing our bar coverage yeah. around. around. But um, I don't think it will go away. We just again have to work out what it is going to be and then do a proper job on making it fit for purpose. So Amanda might finally have her club shop that she's been after for all these years. <laughs> it's one of our options that we're definitely yeah, be good. Be interesting to see. Yeah. Barry, it's been a really good chat. Thank you for joining us. Um, here's to the next chat, which hopefully we'll catch up. Maybe you never know towards the end of the season. We don't want to tempt fate, but something good could happen this season. And it'd be interesting to hear on your thoughts and the preparations of what may or may not happen later on in the season. Yeah, happy to chat anytime, James. Happy Christmas to you and all the listeners, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you shortly. Yeah, cheers, Barry. Happy Christmas. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Spent some interesting things, you know. I think it's going to be really exciting to see what that front bar, the Woodside Road bar, is going to be oh. in the future. I think it could be great. I think everyone's itching for. I know, you know. I like the old days yeah I mean he said he said it's going to be hopefully done by the summer I'd quite like it now please Barry because the heating right now is a little bit cold in here but I think I think it's going to be open just as it is at the moment just as a room but it's going to be exciting to see what the club do with it because obviously the, the stand bar is is a nice little setup here it's a good little layout but it'd be good to see what they can really do with the um the old yeah, bar that people yeah, are used to in the past you know with it with it sort of already kind of being tagged as like a fan zone um, you know, perhaps they this is what they look, you know, have two two distinctive bar areas. So, you know, one for the sort of quieter sit and have a pint bit and yeah. uh, have a chat and the other one more uh what should we say a bit more Boisterous. And Amanda might finally have her club shop if they decide to use that either as a ticket office or a club shop. I think she'd be buzzing for that. <laughs> Ever since I've known her, all she's been on about is a club shop, club shop. Yeah. But I, I do think like in a in, in nice possible way, like towards a club, like you're gonna go to places like Dulwich, they've got a converted um like shipping container. I yeah. think it looks really good. They had loads, loads of stuff. Loads, well. And I think that's another place where the club might be missing out on a bit, because we do have some merch. But there could be so many, so much more merch made. Talking about merch, I think we have to touch on it. <laughs> Thank, big thanks to everyone that purchased Drop One of the Rebel Yell T-shirt range. We're doing going to do three this season. I think that came about as a beer influence conversation. Me and Spencer down the where was it? Grizzly Bear. Yeah, Grizzly Bear. Where would we Saturday been? after uh, a game. After Slough, Slough would be FA Cup game. I I I obviously reached a certain alcoholic point where. Uh, I just had a brainwave and it was like, the, the and then it was, we got the creative juices going and we were away, weren't and we? And 
how long did it take us, Spence? We, we've got two left, which are two XL. So we've learned about sizing. We've, we what? sold we sold forty eight t shirts in forty five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's a t shirt a minute. That's a t shirt a minute. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad at all, is it? Like you know, I think I think I was I was buzzing. So thank you. We're only ten pounds, and, and as long as we can keep them, that we're, we're going to try our very best to keep them at that price. Obviously, you got to appreciate the world we yeah. live in, but we're going to try and sell them that, and we all that money goes back into the club eventually. It goes towards the sports association. So you've helped the sports yep. association. I've already, something in the club. I've already seen people wearing them, and they're well chuffed with them. I know. So I went you went you um went you in a bar the other day, and uh, you saw someone with a nice t shirt, yeah. and they went what? <laughs> <laughs> Quite funny actually, but. Uh, thanks to everyone that supported us and keep an eye out for drop two which will be sometime next year probably in the springtime I'd say probably going to do we'll probably going forward do autumn winter it'd be like you know we'll be like no, Mark it'd be, it'd be James and Spencer not Marks and Spencer you know like autumn winter <laughs> spring summer watches won't it but no um, thank you very much and if you are interested you are listening we still have got two t-shirts yeah. left for £10 2 XL. Yeah. Um, or even if you're interested in the next ones you know if you've got an interest let us know and put your name down yeah, because if, if you do want to, and we haven't ordered them, you get them in, we can make sure we get an extra size for you or you put them down or something like that. But thank you very much. Um, this is the last one we're going to do before Christmas. As you know, it's uh, it's been an exciting year, Spencer, full of promotions and celebrations. I mean, it's crazy to think what's gone on in the club this year. It's been a crazy, crazy year, you know, what the club have achieved and where we've come. What's your highlights? I mean, it, it's got to be the celebrations after lifting the trophy. It's, it's got to be, it's got to be Bowers and Pitsy. Get off the pitch. <laughs> Bowers and Pitsy. And then taking that, the trophy. That, that day away and then and taking the trophy down to the Vic to see Big C waiting at the traffic lights at the, the level brilliant. crossing for about half an hour because we wouldn't get across and Bowers and then when we actually won the trophy. And the trophy was the final trophy game. lift against. Oh, just thought about this a bit more. Who was the last it was a uh, haunch. No, not haunch. Um, the one in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> this is in Essex, really deep, darkest Essex near it. Almost you go into Ipswich Way, Brightling Sea. That was it. Yes. Brightling Sea. See, we're, so we're, we're, we're so not used to playing these uh, teams that's, below that's, us that's, now. That was a not, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that last uh, game with, with the trophy and Jasper scoring his final goal for the club. The trophy, and, yeah, taking the trophy. Oh, down that the goal club. that Jasper scored for his final goal, the club, the one that won um, us the title and did. I mean, he likes to show off, doesn't he, Jasper? And then, you know, more recent, they haven't gone, yeah, there's been some, yeah, there's been some highlights. What about your players? Like the players, I think this season, Josh Chambers on loan stood out like a sore thumb, really. It's like one of the standout. And I'm thinking so far this season, since he's been injury-free, Kane Wills, he has just added so much to that midfield. I think he's just, he performs oh, game in, game he's out. He's powerhouse, the driving force. And you can tell his experience from being at the National South really helps the team. And, can I put a word in for Harrison as well? Oh, okay. yeah, Harrison, man. I don't. I, yeah, I say. I say it pretty much every game to somebody, but I don't. I don't think he. All right, he won Player of the Month this month, but you know, I don't think he gets the recognition he he really deserves. The amount of yeah. saves and times he keeps us in in games. Yeah. And you know, at the beginning of the season, I did put a little quote down on our little notes here saying like. People were worried about Jesse Starkey obviously not being in the team and there was that obviously rumour that he was going to come back some part of the season but he hasn't come back yet. We don't know what's going on with him. Do you think he's missed? Do you think we've missed him? And not putting a disservice to him because he was an important integral player, part of the squad next season. And would he slot in if he did come back now, do you think? Yeah. Like, you know, like you can, you know there's, been, there's been a few that, you know, key players from that promotion winning team who have gone who've, you know, of course we've missed them. They've, yeah. You know, they've done us great service been brilliant players but then you know on on the other hand of that we've brought in some great players as well you know um, you know you can say Stark is gone but we've brought in Wills we've brought in Chambers um, 
you know, obviously we had Jasper go on to bigger, better things. Um, but they were putting Lewis Lewis White's been really impressive. How weird was it seeing uh, Jasper in a Wickham show? Well, me and Spencer <laughs> got invited along to see Wickham Charlton by, um, by Jasper earlier in the season. He's, he's on loan down the road at Dorking at the moment, but you know he's uh, he's always a top guy. He's often listening to our commentary as well. I don't know if I've ever said that. He often tunes in upstairs. Here, Jasper's tuned in for the night when he's not playing at Wickham, but you know, fair play. And as we say, it's just a pathway here at Worthing that the club love to do. Yeah, and uh, in a way, we look forward to the next one. Hopefully, it's not too soon. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, hopefully, it's time for Christmas. I just like to wish all the Rebel Yellow listeners a very, very Christmas and a happy new year into 2022. A happy, healthy 2023. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast, the commentary every week, our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical for their continued support and people that just listen. And you know, how, how nice is it when we were selling those t shirts and people coming up to us going, Oh, you guys are the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're the guys who did the podcast. Yeah. Always, it's a podcast. Yeah, and it's so like, nice. oh. <laughs> because we don't do it for the recognition or integrity. We just literally yeah. do it because we enjoy yeah. doing it. We don't but, know who's listening, do we? Yeah, you know, it's really great so to nice. uh, yeah. people people come up speak to us and say they're listening in and enjoy it and uh, yeah pass pass on the word but thanks for your continued listening and support of us and continuing through the next year and beyond and uh, who knows Spencer could we be in a, in a promotion run again yeah, could we be talking about this time next year sitting pretty oh, in national league J- James is getting ahead of himself carried away. Yeah, he he's, done quite, he's been quite restrained I so been far quite restrained. I think it's the cold the cold tonight is uh, keeping me under under covers and under wraps but Spencer, it's been a pleasure. Maybe we'll get Pete on the next one. If he, what, what, yeah. <laughs> what, what's his excuse next? So cold this time. His foot might get chopped off next time. So I mean, I have to go around and pick him up and force him in the back of the car next time. But Pete, I hope you feel better. I'm sure we'll see you. Yeah, we'll um, see. Sure, see you at the weekend or next week or whatever. And if you're listening to this, it's coming home. <laughs>